1: a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here. If you'd like to be part of today's program, eight hundred eight four eight 848 wabc is the number. 800-848-9222. We have a lot to discuss. We have a lot to to go through let me start off with a note in history many of you who are my age or younger a bit younger grew up during america's space program in the 1960s and we were enthralled we were we remember where we were during key events we remember i was in my mom's bedroom when john glenn orbited the earth three times was watching it on a small television we were in the living room of our house watching when Man, American, first set foot on the moon today is a historical day for those of us who grew up in the historical, it's an anniversary, a sad one. Apollo 1 was supposed to launch in February of 1967. On January 27th, three members of that crew, Gus Grissom, Edward White II, and Roger Chafee, were doing a practice run when the <clears throat> when the capsule caught fire and they were killed, and that set America's space program back. But it didn't set it back. When you look back in time, we we got back on with it in 1967. You'll recall the goal was to try to meet John Kennedy's uh, challenge to become the first power on the moon at the end of the decade. And today, we might, when something like this happens, we might stop a program two, three, four years. America got right back up, and we were able to meet that challenge. But I remember being, I don't want to say traumatized, but I remember as a child, this was one of the first news stories that I can recall being very upset about. Uh, The loss of these three brave astronauts, and I just wanted to take a minute on January 27th just to recall them. And recall all of you, Um, for for, for all of us here that do remember it. Look, we're expecting a very bad snowstorm in New York, as you have been hearing over the weekend. We are hearing that we might get a foot of snow, a Nor'easter. It might hit quick. So, no panic. No panic. Again, no panic. But please, if you are in the path of this expected storm... Friday and 2 a.m. Saturday might have a wind gust of up to 45 miles an hour, up to 8 to 12 inches of snow across New York City and parts of Long Island. Please make sure that you have the supplies that you need to get you through this storm. If it turns worse than we would hope. There is a story that we are going to get to today from American Wire News Service that ought to send chills up those of you who are worried about education. I'll get to that probably after our first break. It is chilling what America's Teachers Union, the American Federation of Teachers, is doing and what they are planning. And this should require all of you concerned with education to get off the couch and do something to stop this. I'll just put it like that. We'll get into details shortly. Half of all Americans in a January Gallup poll say they expect inflation to rise by some degree. 50% said they are expecting inflation to rise a lot. Inflation has already risen a lot. We're at 40-year highs. Those of you who are concerned about it have every right to concern about it because this administration is still talking about spending massive amounts of money that the government does not have, which fuels inflation. Something that can affect New Yorkers and those on the East Coast in high-tax, liberally-run states. Senate Democrats now say that their proposal, which was in the so-called Build Back Better, building nothing, doing nothing better at all, The proposal in there to raise the cap on state and local tax deductions, that's called SALT, state and local tax, was a top priority of Chuck U. Schumer. It did not happen. Now, Senate Democrats are saying that there is simply not enough room for the expensive tax change. In other words, we can't give up the tax revenue. One Democrat senator, this is from today in The Hill, said that the idea that they're going to actually raise the cap on state and local tax deductions, I think that's dead. Another pointed to Joe Manchin, their favorite scapegoat, said he doesn't like the salt fix. The Hill says this is a blow for Chuck Schumer, who's up for re-election this year, and who pledged to repeal the cap on SALT deductions if, he, if the Democrats won control of the Senate. It looks like it's not going to happen. Now, <clears throat> this will cost New Yorkers some money, and it has cost a lot of New Yorkers money. But here's the way to look at this. These deductions helped mask how much you were paying in taxes, and all of these blue cities along the eastern seaboard, and instead of cutting spending wisely, your liberal leaders never say to you, we're spending too much money on things we don't need to spend. And if we have time in the show, I'll give you an example of that. We're talking about the rental aid program. There's a contractor that was helping to disperse the money they made $115 million handing out welfare money for the government. A private company, they're boasting of 38% margins handing out rental assistance money. The name of the company is called GuideHouse. They did a presentation in November on them running the program saying the firm had earned $115 million in fees over six months for handing out government money. Why can't the government hand out money itself? Why do they need a group like this? But this is what I mean. Your government leaders will never talk to you. And by the way, we don't know who these people really are. The Washington Post said GuideHouse is one of many consulting, legal, accounting, or technology companies nationwide that have won lucrative contracts managing slices of the $4.5 trillion in emergency spending the federal government has approved. How do these people get the contracts? Who do they know? How are they tied in? And what the government is doing is making these people rich to give out your money. So, back to SALT. <clears throat> Instead of ever coming to you, the taxpayers, and saying, we're spending too much money on BS, not both nerdly, on BS, and we're going to actually do what every household in America has to do when times are tight, we're going to tighten up the budget. We're going to do a complete review, and money that we don't have to spend, we won't spend. They never say that. They just continue to demand more and more and more, in this case, more deductions, so that you can say, oh, my taxes are a little bit lower without ever having to go in and deal with the spending on this. Well, right now, those of you that listen to Charles Schumer and thought he had the power to find a fix for the salt capped, the salt deductions, wrong go. It looks like. That's not going to happen. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer set to retire. Joe Biden has pledged that his, during the campaign, that he's going to use race and gender to fill the seat. Not, of course, merit. Not, of course, adherence to the United States Constitution. But that he's going to pick a black woman To fill the seat. I wonder what would be the liberal reaction if anybody said, you know, I'm gonna just go pick of the first white man that I find that's available to fill this particular position. Or I'm gonna go pick a white woman to fill this one. Or I'm gonna go pick Yeah. This is what the President of the United States can tell us. It is not about qualifications, it's about the color of your skin and your gender. The makeup of the court won't change. We'll just have a black liberal woman if Joe Biden is true to his word. There's a a group that is trying to put pressure on New York's unelected governor, Kathy Hochul. They've called her the evictor-in-chief, the governor of evictions. They're marching or they've marched to her midtown offices. Earlier this month, the eviction ban stopped in New York, and now this group is demanding that we start another eviction ban, and they're also demanding what amounts to an unlegislated rent control that would stop landlords from raising rents on many apartments in New York even though many of these landlords have already suffered having their tenants squat in their places in their property during this pandemic, not paying rent and not being accountable. Liberal activists are never satisfied. It's not enough. Now they want these landlords to be able to, not do anything by way of rent increases. And they also want another ban on evictions. I would love to hear at some point from landlords who tell their stories of what happened to them during the pandemic. Once again, this is the government putting their finger on the scale. They say landlords bad property owners, bad renters good and so renters we're going to give you a break and no you don't have to pay for the place that you live in and screw the landlords and right now it appears that it's not enough for the activists they want to continue mention that of course Breyer is up his his retirement at the end of the term justice Breyer. there are two more cases in the supreme court wall street journal does a good job on telling us what is uh, up in the court. There are two more cases that aren't getting attention. You know the abortion case, and we talked with Mark Stein yesterday about affirmative action, the affirmative action case that's now in front of the court. The new Supreme Court is getting interesting, says the Wall Street Journal, and we don't mean only on abortion, guns, and race. The justices are also addressing crucial but often ignored issues on separation of powers, And property rights. Now, let me give you the skinny, if I can, on both cases without taking up too much time. The EPA, there was a couple who wanted to improve a property that they bought. The EPA came in and claimed that they couldn't do, they had to stop doing construction on their property because it was a wetland, even though there was no water on the property the EPA demanded this couple restore their property to its original condition or be fined, get this, $37,500 a day. The EPA also told the couple they couldn't challenge the wetlands designation in court until they complied. So they had no due process. Now, Anthony Kennedy issued a standalone concurrence back in 2006 that gave the EPA jurisdiction over what's called navigable waters. So, even though there was no water on this land, basically the ruling was yeah, well, the EPA can still be in charge and call it a wetland. Well, the court's taking a look at that one again. And with any luck, they may rein in this renegade EPA. There's also a case they're looking at from the Federal Trade Commission. The company was trying to do a merger that fell below the threshold. If you're going to merge with the company and the merger is going to be in over an $84 million merger, you have to go through the FTC in all kind of hoops. Well, there was a company called Axon that was merging with another company. It was below the threshold. But the FTC came in and tried to weigh in anyway. And this company is suing the FCT, the, the FTC, saying that the FTC acts as a prosecutor, judge, and a jury. Administrative law judges are not accountable to anybody but the president, can only be removed for cause by the commission, and the commissions can only be removed by the president. So they're saying this violates separation of powers, and the court's taking a look at that too. So we may be seeing with this conservative court trying to rein in some of the rampant liberalism that has afflicted America for years. This is welcome news. We are going to take your calls. We have more news to discuss. There is this chilling case, American Wire News, with what is going on with America's largest teachers one of the one of America's largest teachers unions today. And it is chilling. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly, we're coming back. Your calls and more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it?
1: James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirdley, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: A rich out of playing Stump the Host. You mean I stumped you? Who the heck is this? Oh, uh, you might let the vocals begin. Okay, but I'm liking it sounds like brandy you win the prize winner winner chicken dinner
3: <laughs>
2: yeah brandy brings us back i didn't recognize the song
3: see i knew i wouldn't be able to stump you and i don't necessarily try i just kind of try to find these lost clashes that you know we all know and love i love
2: this track what's the name of it this is called baby oh this is baby you make me feel when come to my. Yeah. WABC Dog Radio 77, Crown Jewel of American Radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurby, here with you. Okay, look, folks, this is a very serious study, uh, a story. And I want you to give me your. If, if you're doing something else for a minute, I know I'm not telling you to stop what you're doing. But just we look those of you that are concerned about the indoctrination of American children, please pay attention to this story. You want to know? We all have wanted to. Know, how does it happen that these kids come out so twisted and so progressive and so liberal? Here is a partial and I mean partial, answer as to how this stuff can happen. The story today can be found at American Wire News, AmericanWireNews.com. Once again, the story is at American Wire News. America's Teachers Union just gave left-wing fake fact-checker NewsGuard full access to your kids at school. One of the most popular teachers unions in the country is partnering with a notorious left-wing organization to control the flow of information to school children. The American Federation of Teachers announced Tuesday that it had reached a licensing agreement with NewsGuard Technologies the organization behind the notorious news filtering service plug-in, NewsGuard. Now, here's how NewsGuard works. If you put it on your computer, and it will be on the computer of many kids, apparently, it dis- when you go to a news site, it displays what is reported as being a sort of nutritional label the report card on these news sites purports to rate whether the news site is trustworthy or legitimate. But here's how they do it. The criterion is a joke. A so-called respected journalist, read that left-wing zealot journalist, contacts the editors of news sites, and they bully them into complying with what NewsGuard claims are legitimacy standards. If they don't do it, if they don't fall in line with what these liberals want reported as news, they get bad ratings. So you have some of these same fake fact-checkers all over Facebook. Now, the American Federation of Teachers is saying that with this licensing agreement, every teacher that belongs to the AFT will be granted a licensed copy of this plug-in. And they can give it to their kids at school. This is not going through school policy. This is the union-setting policy in the schools and determining what news sites your kids are going to be told are trustworthy or not. This is all being headed up by Randy Weigarten. She's a left-wing radical who's the head of the AFT, she's one of the ones who wanted to keep schools closed all the way through the pandemic. This is an attempt to indoctrinate your kids from the beginning of their time that they start paying attention to news so that they are only steered to left-wing approved news sites. This is dangerous. I don't know how they get the power to implement this in schools without the permission of principals and without the permission of parents. This has to be stopped. There has to be more reporting on this, and this has to be stopped in its tracks. This is how they are attempting to make sure that any conservative media site never can come to the attention of your kids. That from day one, your kids will view them as an unworthy uh, source of news, an untrustworthy source of news. This is just plain liberal indoctrination at its worst. And how these schools are allowing this, how the AFT can assume to make this kind of deal to force your kids to only view the news that they want them to view is just insanity. This must be stopped. And if your congressmen and senators don't know about it, they need to know about this. This has to be addressed. This cannot stand. This cannot be allowed to stand. The story, once again, AmericanNewsWire.com. Go find it and disseminate it to your friends if this has interest to you. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back. Your call's coming up. Don't go away.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: Oh, girl. Oh, girl. The shy light. Oh, girl. Oh, baby, why'd you have to leave? Oh, baby, please come back. I'd be in trouble if you I'm in misery. The WABC Talk Radio 77 with the Shotlights is bringing us back. James Golden, yes, indeed. You know, um, I just want to talk to you about my podcast for a few minutes. We launched the podcast two weeks ago here. It's called On the Border, and yesterday we dropped the latest episode. Now, folks, look, I don't want to hype myself. I find that in poor taste. I'm uncomfortable with doing it. But I have to tell you, you are not going to hear what is going on in the border in any finer detail than in these podcasts because we are doing this with an amazing reporter. If this guy wasn't reporting things that are true from the border, he would be up for a Pulitzer because of his work. He goes down there, he's in Mexico, he's in Guatemala, his name is Todd Benzman, he's with the Center for Immigration Studies, and he's talking to people, he's getting the skinny. Now, we uncovered some things this week about the way the United Nations, the UN, is helping to crash our borders. We have two cuts from the show. Rich, why don't we just play them back to back so people can kind of hear some of what's going on with the On The Border podcast. It seems to me that the UN, the United Nations, is playing a very outsized role in the border issues that the United States is having. And I don't know what their motive is, do you? Their
1: explanation is that, you know, they only select highly vulnerable recipients People who are in grave danger or grave vulnerability on the trail, I don't know what they mean. And they haven't answered what they mean by highly vulnerable. And I suspect that they're just handing as many out as they can to, you know, maybe family units. This kind of handout aids and abets illegal immigration, and it's using American taxpayer dollars to do it against the American national interest.
2: Now, you have a story this week. The United Nations is providing psychological help for those that are turned away, and that allows them to clear an asylum status at a 90% success rate. Do I have that right?
1: You have that exactly right. These residence cards, I should point out, are found by the hundreds all over the Texas riverbank. They throw them away. The reason they throw them away is because those cards go against their American asylum claims that they're going to make. And they're probably going to make them with the same stories that they quote unquote remembered that the psychologists helped them remember down there.
2: Now, let me just give you this, kidding and then we'll move on. We have phone calls to take what the UN is doing folks. When illegal immigrants come to the United States under asylum, there is strict criteria for what constitutes an asylum claim. Many of these immigrants show up in Mexico where they first have to establish that they are candidates for asylum even before they get to the States. And the Mexican authorities ask them, where are you going? What do you want to do? They say, we want to go to the United States to get a job. Uh Uh-oh, that won't pass muster. So what the UN is doing, the United Nations... Setting up and working with organizations, including the Jesuits in Mexico, to help illegal, what would amount to illegal immigrants, come up with, quote unquote, repressed memories of how they were traumatized. And of course, with these repressed memories, which are never checked out, then they can apply for asylum. The U.N. is aiding and abetting our border problems. And this, again, is not being reported in any mainstream news outlet in this country. We have the scoop on On the Border, our podcast. So please check it out. James Golden. And I am being joined by Todd Benzman of the Center for Immigration Studies, On the Border. Now let's head to the telephones. Rich, where are we going? All right. Good afternoon, James. Let us begin in Rockland County and speak with George. George, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77.
4: All right. Thanks for taking my call. So what do you think about Letitia James, New York AG for the Supreme Court? Now, not only this, it will also help Schumer with his failed salt deduction. What do
2: you think? Here's what I think. I think it would be, look, I understand the reason that you're saying it. It would get her out of New Yorker's hair, and that would be really good. But consider something. This. You you consider this, please. A Supreme Court justice has so much power, even when they write dissents, and those dissents are for the records, right? I would not want to see Letitia James... Anywhere near, anywhere ever, near the highest court of the land. Not even to argue a case, let alone to sit on the bench. This woman is a partisan, in my humble opinion, a partisan hack. Look at the way that she has gone after Donald Trump. And she's going after Donald Trump's family. Giving this woman any legitimacy... And any power is not something that I would ever want to do. I don't want her running any part of government that I would be involved in. To me, Leticia James needs to go somewhere in the private sector and earn her money in the private sector and stop the campaign of harassment against the Trump family. And also, we need not ever put her in a position where she could decide anything. For the benefit or the detriment of society. That's what I think. Where do we go next? Let's go to Rockland County and say hi to Karen. Hi, Karen. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. Hello, I hear myself. Karen, are you there? Going once, going twice, where do we go next? Let's go back to Queens and say hi to George. George, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. When you're in the hole, folks, put the radio off. George, how are you today?
4: Always an honor, sir. Number one, Letitia James uh, ignored the constitutional rights of every landlord that is getting burnt by this eviction moratorium. The the public advocate for the city of New York, similarly, there are procedures and guidelines set up on how you properly excuse a tenant from being in your property. I have people that are beating me for $50,000 in back rent. Let's go to somebody who has a mortgage to pay. Thank God mine is finished. So you're talking about people losing three, $4,000 a month on top of their property taxes, on top of their water bill, on top of their utility bill. This woman has strangled so many good families. You wonder why people are leaving the state of New York. It is a disgrace that none of the politicians stood up and said, hey, Supreme Court of the United States, they've closed the courts in the state of New York. Do you recall how many months that was done, sir?
2: I don't recall how many months the court were closed. How many were they closed?
4: Don't let it bother you. You're a great man, and you bring pure information to the people. But the real story is this couple living in my house takes home after taxes $6,700 a month. They also have no illness. These people are dealing weed out of my property. The district attorneys in the county of Queens do not prosecute any crimes. You have a situation, God bless the 111, they're wonderful people. But what good is bringing somebody into a court that never gets to a court? They don't even have the the detectives prosecuting these things. So you're the
2: landlord and you're expected to just take all these losses. The assumption is, George, that... Well, you're a rich guy, you own a house, so you can, take the, you can take the losses, never mind what it costs you in repairs. As you said, your mortgage was paid, but suppose it wasn't. You would be on the hook for your property. Your property might even go into foreclosure, and they don't care if they ruin you. And what recourse do you have to come and say, this is an unconstitutional taking? This violates the Constitution on so many levels, it should have never been implemented into law.
4: And extended, you know, so I'm so upset. I'm running for state Senate and I'm going to have fun with it because there are so many people out there that have been abused and the Democrats let these criminals come out. I mean, I've been accosted in Penn Station. There's just beyond comprehension the horrible things that are going on. And I urge all your listeners out there to find the people like me that are willing to stand up and fight and do a GoFundMe and try to turn things around because folks. When you sit there at night and you listen to the news and you listen to things other than your esteemed show, sir, and the, and the rest of the people here, it's just garbage. It's an insult. I'm very happy and very proud to be a New Yorker. I've worked two jobs most of my life. I've helped neighbors. I've worked in multiple charities, Catholic charities amongst them all. Go take a look at a food bank in this part of the world. You might have 1,500, 2,000 people waiting for food. So let them have a chance to buy a house. Let them have a chance to raise a family. Okay, some people actually could survive with a rent moratorium. But I, I want to let you get on to your other callers.
2: Thank I'm you so you much for new your news. call, my friend. And good luck in your race and call us back. James Golden, WABC. We're going to go to a break, and then we're coming back with more of your calls right back after this.
0: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, aka Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: Name me anything, tonight Who was that? Um, Shalomar? DeBarge. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scotty. When it feels like. Got you going crazy. It's time to get out. Step out into the street where all of the action is right there at your feet. Well, the new place where we can dance the whole night away. Underneath the electric stars. The rhythm of the night the WABC talk radio seventy seven. You know, I was listening to DeBarge the other night. I was my sister is visiting me. And my sister was in my iTunes library. She was playing um, All This Love by DeBarge, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, it's just such a beautiful arrangement, such a beautiful song. And then she played Love Always, and I hadn't heard that in years. So how cool is that? Rhythm of the Night, DeBarge. Where do we go next on the phones, Rich? All right, let us go back to Westchester and say hi to Judy. Judy, welcome. How are you this afternoon?
5: I know we've spoken before. Um, listen, I just wanted to say something. As far as uh, the, the government giving us more money, I know they're going to have a meeting with the mayor. Uh, what uh, Biden is coming down.
2: Yeah, Biden will be here Tuesday next yeah, week. Okay.
5: <laughs> well, you know, before, before money issues are uh, decided and either uh, the governor who tries to... Uh, Placate everybody by saying, "Oh, I'm going to give out you, give you so much money for new masks and blah blah blah." I want to see an investigation of the De Blasio's and see what happened to that money. It has to be accounted for. I mean, think what what new programs that would pay for if if they put a lien on their property. Uh, You're
2: talking millions and millions of dollars that are unaccounted for that were supposed to go toward the mental health, toward improving mental health of people in New York that are homeless in particular and other people. And there's been no accounting of the money. People have been asking for years, where's the money? How was it spent? And there is no investigation of it. This is something that Letitia James, instead of persecuting the Trump family, ought to be trying to find out. What happened to the taxpayer money? in New York. You're absolutely 100% right, Judy. And, and I'm glad that this keeps coming up and it needs to keep coming up until there is an investigation of de Blasio and his wife to find out what happened to these multiple tens of millions of dollars that de Blasio, that Bill de Blasio handed his wife. WABC Talk Radio 77, where do we go next, Rich? Let's head down to Bergen County and say hi to John. John, welcome, WABC. What's on your mind this afternoon? Mr. Golden, good afternoon. I just wanted
1: to comment on a comment you made earlier. Um, Leticia James was put in office as the Attorney General to harass the Trumps. That's her job this entire year and going forward. Um, and as far as her being put on the Supreme Court, do you really think she's any more dangerous than Sotomayor or Kagan?
2: Yes, I do. And and that's not to say that they aren't dangerous. At least Sotomayor and Kagan sometimes, with their rulings, will refer to the law. And by the way, Sotomayor, if you go back and look over a track record, has come up with one or two surprises over the years that have seemed to be based with at least constitutional reasoning. I don't give Letitia James that much credit. I think she's purely partisan, purely an ideological pick, and she would harm the court and nowhere near the Supreme Court. Not that woman. Never. Where do we go next? Let's go out to the island and say hi to Natalie. Natalie, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you this afternoon?
3: I'm well, and I wanted to talk to you briefly about the police officers that were shot, and I wanted to ask what, well, I wanted to say, I don't understand Eric Adams is talking about, cops should live in the city if they my son is an officer if they, they should live in the city and then we'll have more cops on the streets because if they live in his his city it's his city this is going to help because we're going to have more cops on the streets. But why? What is the point of having any more cops on the streets? Because nothing's a crime anymore. It's not a crime to jump the turnstile. If a cop touches somebody, well, he's roughing them up. They can be sued. They can be. Their gun is taken away. They're investigated. Cops have zero protection. My son was escorting someone off the platform as he was told to do, and didn't rough the man up. But the man spit in his face and it got in his eye. They won't even test the suspect, the criminal. So that you know whether or not you could possibly come down with some kind of a disease, because it's against the criminal's rights. Cops have zero protection. People need to understand what everything that goes on for cops behind the scenes. Cops. My son went into this profession because he told me I want to do something that means bigger than me. I want to do something good. People think cops are bad. People. People are not educated, and these cops need to have support. People need to pray for this police officer who killed. The, the man who massacred those two officers because that cop, he did the, he did everything right. He's totally shucking up because he watched his two partners be totally gunned down and assassinated before his eyes. He needs prayers. We need to stand behind our cops, and we need to get a DA in place that's going to say a crime is a crime.
2: Natalie, I'm not going to say anything. your Your comments about cops can go roughing up people kind of, put a red flag in me, but I understand what you mean. Police officers should should never quote unquote rough up anybody, but they should be able to defend themselves. And if that means that they have to take down these criminals in a violent way, then that's what they're assigned to do. And there should not be repercussions for any police officer during the doing their job within the guidelines that they're given to bring these criminals to heel. Period. And uh, we do need to back the blue in New York. We need to back the blue in this country. These people are putting their lives on the risk, And these are fine individuals, as you say. Natalie, this radio station has committed itself to back the blue and everybody on this radio station. And we hear you and we understand exactly what you're saying. God bless you. And please, we pray that God will protect your son and the other police officers who are out there sacrificing so much. ...so that they can keep the rest of us safe. Thank you for the call. Where do we go next, Rich?
3: We are going to Staten Island and saying hi to Sean.
2: Sean, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77.
4: You know, unfortunately, sir, a lot of you uh, people are hypocrites. And I'm not saying that have to put someone down. I'm a hypocrite sometimes, unintentionally. What's going on is a disgrace. I mean, but no one wants to talk about the elephant in the room. It's unfortunate. You know, about race. I mean...
2: Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. Do me a favor. Don't dress, Sean. Time is short. Don't dress it up. Don't try to be politically correct. Tell me exactly what you mean right now. Give it to me in one or two sentences.
4: The last four shootings in New York have been done by black people. No one's saying anything about Oh, what? Because we can't say anything about Oh, that's racist. Everything is racist. You know. Sean,
2: have you been listening to this program a long time?
4: I'm from New York, born and
2: raised here. Okay, if you listen to this program, then you have heard somebody talking about it, because that someone has been me. And what I have been saying for months now is that there is a problem in black culture that has to be addressed if we are ever going to get to the bottom of this. We cannot look at a culture where in some cases, not all cases, of course not all black people, But in far too many cases where criminality is deemed acceptable, where the street life is glorified, we cannot exist as a country until we straighten out this culture. And this culture, and we have to talk about it. And to the extent that race plays a part in it, we have to be unafraid to talk about it. Because we as America depend on each other. We cannot ignore what happens in communities. And whether it's and it's not because they're black, it is just happening in communities where it has not been addressed. And the same kind of behaviors, by the way, can be found all over the world. If you go to Britain, a lot of these same elements, these same things happen with poor whites. If you go in Asia, you'll find they happen in poor Asian communities. A lot of it has to do with socioeconomics, not race. But in America, we have to deal with the hand we are given. And that includes fixing what is wrong in these cultures. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdlin. We are in New York, the greatest city in the world. America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. I say it every day and I mean it every day. God bless each and every one of you and protect your families and protect our men in blue and women in blue who are out protecting all of us. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.